I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a, a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's Friday. We are nerding out on our passions, having fun and enjoying life to the fullest, as well as unleashing the superhero that is already within us. It is our responsibility and our honor to unleash that superhero to become the person we are meant to be and positively and profoundly impact the world around us. Oh, today we get to welcome back an awesome superhero that joined us a year ago to share a positive update to his story. We're definitely discussing WandaVision now that it's over. Spoiler free, of course. And we also have a few other TV show and music recommendations to end the week right. If I can't sleep, I can at least learn to be a better doctor. Circumcision. What is that, eye surgery? Click. (gasps) They are a savage people. Let's rock it! Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you for joining us. I am The Real Brian. I'm Captain Influence. I'm super pumped today, dude, by the way. Dude, dude, it's going to be fun. Are you, wait, are you like on, are you on something? Is that why you're pumped up or what? No, I'm just, I'm just pumped. <laughs> I'm like high I'm on life, bro. Yeah, man. You know, people say that up. like, a, what was it like a T, TRBS was, no, we all, what was, when we were coming up with stuff like we put the BS, but then there's like, I'm really excited about life or something like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh. There was this whole, oh, real. That's what it was. Real. Like the real as an acronym is really excited about life. There you go. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's See, you. And, and I'm flexing and I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of hyped up right now. So so you're, you're, your abs are pulsating like my pecs? Not, let's, let's drop the abs thing for just okay. one episode, all okay. right? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to talk about how much weight I've gained instead. How about yeah. that? So I put on the COVID COVID 20 or whatever. So whatever. Yeah. 25, I think is what (laughs) I haven't. I put on a lot, dude. You know, what sucks is that I I didn't realize it either because, you know, I'm six, four. So you don't really notice it. Right. But then I was kind of, I finally weighed and I was just like, whoa, ah, wow. (laughs) What happened? Well, here's what happened. I couldn't go to the gym and I couldn't go to Pilates and I still can't. So I have had no access to anything for a full year now. And it's been either full, like, unhealthy level smoke that was almost borderline hazardous air quality for, what, five months out of the year <laughs> last right. year? So That's we couldn't right. bike, couldn't get to the gym, you know, to use a stationary bike, don't have a stationary bike. And then for the past three months, it's been so cold, snowy, or windy, or all of the above, that we haven't been able to get outside except to walk. So all I've done is walk. Which doesn't do anything for, you know, weight gain or Not anything. That much, and no. then also, like like some people said, what about stress eating? And I said, yeah, th- there's been a lot of that, unfortunately. Ooh, that's and, fun though, isn't it? Yeah, until you go, oh, <laughs> wow. And you know, but again, I just, you, you look at me and you go, yeah, I put on a little bit, but whoa, that much? Okay. I'm ashamed of myself right now that I put on 25 pounds in the last year. As of last March, I had gotten my weight down to, what was it? Like 185 or 187. Which is right around the wow. ideal weight if I've built muscle. If I haven't built any muscle, then, you know, my ideal weight's like in the 175 to 180 range. Holy cow. Which is light. I was a, was a senior in high school last time I was that light. But I, well, that's what I'm saying, though. So, like, that's, that's my ideal weight. But if I've got muscle, then it's around 185. So, 
I had hovered in the one nineties for most of my adult life. And I was like, I'm going to get down. And I did. And I was so excited. And then COVID hit and I gained 25 pounds back, which just, that just really upsets me. Yeah. I'm just flexing here. You just can <laughs> take a, take a page out of my book real Brian and just flex while you're so wait, doing this. Are you saying you're 200 pounds of pure muscle? I don't even know how much you weigh, by the way. I'm just, I'm 230 pounds of perfection. That's, oh, that's beautiful. I mean, come on. That's beautiful. Yeah, okay, well, now I, everyone I'm knows not. how much I weigh. Oh, well, now you go. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I just clocked in at 210 <laughs> yesterday and I'm, I'm ashamed of it. So because, wow, dude. because I know what I should be, not because that's heavy. It's right, just, right. that's what I, I, you know, right, right. it's not well, ideal you. for me. So we're not judging. We're not judging. No, but, but I'm I judging myself. It's all, it's all relative to what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I need to get back to 185 because you know, when I was at 185, it was, you know, a little light on my, my toes. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not as much fun to lose weight. You know, it's no, more it fun to stress eat. I had a yeah. I had a blizzard from Dairy Queen yesterday for the first time in oh, I don't oh, know that how is many terrific. months. Yeah. It was so awesome. Yep. <sighs> a quick update. It's been 30 days of the gluten-free thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The itching did not get any better. Really? Which tells me that it is most likely an environmental thing. It could be sugar related. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to we've got that air purifier from phone soap, the air soap or whatever it was, I think it was called. And we need just need to clean it up and turn it on. We're going to test that now to see if that reduces any environmental issues. And I'm also really pushing hard to drop any added sugars now for six days. I did not do that during the first 30 days. I, I said I was going to try that. And then I'm like, let's just do one thing at a time. I'm gluten free for 30 days. I'm not going to eat a well, lot of sugar, but I'm not going to do it for six days off, you know? So now I'm hitting that six days, no added sugar to the best of my ability just to test to see how I feel. But here was the other, I think this is related to gluten. My heart palpitations got better. Mm, and the only good. reason I say it was That's important, probably related to gluten is because then last weekend I decided, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to have, you know, a cookie or something that has gluten in it. I'm going to see what happens. And my heart palpitations sort of came back a little bit. Mm, and so I was interesting. like, mm, so there you go. But here's the good news. For past 30 days, I didn't miss gluten that much. I'm going to introduce it back periodically, but not very often, because if it is something that kind of causes my heart palps, then, well, I don't want it. Well, yeah. We've got a cool guest. If you remember exactly a year ago, we had Blue Phoenix on the show, episode 210, by the way. And it was right. right before COVID hit. It was so funny. We were even talking about March Madness and we were all excited. And then I'm not kidding. Like, I think two days after we recorded the episode, March Madness got canceled. And we're like, no, our whole life was over. If you've not listened to episode 210, pause this episode, go listen to episode 210 and then come back to this one because we're you know, doing an update. But Spencer, AKA Blue Phoenix, shared a powerful story that is also one of overcome and also an incredible attitude. And this time last year, he was still on dialysis and looking for a kidney. So we're fast forwarding to today. He's got a new story to share. We're excited. Blue Phoenix. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here. What are you drinking? I am drinking cherry Coke zero today. Mm. <laughs> and there's actually, the there, there's actually part of that that goes along with the rest of my story. That's kind of an interesting tidbit. So we'll get to that in, in a little bit. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm excited to have you back, man. I mean, it's been a while. It has. We got to catch up a little bit. It looks like there's going to be a March Madness this year. I think we'll see what happens. Florida? Yeah. And it's all going to be in Indiana. So I think oh, it's going to, cool. I think it's going to go off. I think it's going to happen. I have to be honest. My Colorado state Rams 
Dude, heartbreaking towards the end of the year. They fought so hard. They did so well, so much better than anyone ever expected them to do. They had a chance at the number one slot in the Mountain West, except that San Diego State, at one point, they were supposed to play New Mexico, and New Mexico canceled the games because of COVID in their program. Right. Well, that happened across the board, but for whatever reason, San Diego got two forfeit wins out of that. None of the other teams got that. But no. San Diego State did. And so those two forfeit wins counted to their win record. And so they took the Mountain West <laughs> just because of that. And of course, that's everybody's really terrible. upset. Yeah, that's that's weak because that's just bad judgment. Yeah, I CSU mean, had that too, but they didn't get forfeit wins. They just they didn't get anything. Right. So yeah, and most conferences and most schools that were doing it, if games were canceled and not able to be rescheduled for COVID, they just didn't have as many games as anyone else in their going by win percentage instead of total wins. Right. And that's what it should be. They have this thing, by the way, I still don't understand how this works, but it's called the quote net rating. The whole point is that they're taking different factors to show how well the team did rather than just a win loss, you know, like they won 20 games and they, they lost six games because like you said, some teams didn't get to play some games because of COVID this year, so on and so forth. So it was less about the wins and losses and more about who did they win against and the percentage and you know there was all kinds of different factors which was supposed to rank them and it's like they did that and then towards the end of the season they just didn't do that anymore but yeah spencer and i like to talk about college basketball yeah you got to tell us what's up last year you were still looking for a kidney you were on dialysis things have Mm -hmm. changed update us man I was listed at a couple of different hospitals one for just a kidney and one for kidney pancreas and as covid hit you saw more and more hospitals stop their transplant services, especially ones that were considered voluntary or or not urgent. Uh, so a lot of ones where they were getting living donors pretty much stopped across the board. So you were only going to be getting deceased donor type, type transplants. Yeah. Um, luckily, the ones I was listed at did not change that. And one of the hospitals, I was definitely higher up on the list than the other one. So starting kind of around May, I started to get, quote unquote, the call. Mm -hmm. And it would be, you're second on the list. And Mm -hmm. then there was one where you're first on the list, but they're high risk. Are you willing to take it? And in in most cases, high risk really isn't that high risk because they still run everything through tests. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. And they call back and said, no, didn't look good enough. We're not doing it. And then about two more months passed and we're nearing the end of July. And I even remember, I think it was that Friday the 31st, I was getting on dialysis, getting all hooked up. And you know, it was just one of those days where I was feeling a little bit more down than others. And I'm just like, geez, I really just kind of hope I get the call soon because I'm kind of sick of all this. And actually that afternoon while I was on treatment, I got the call saying, we think we've got something. We won't know for a couple of days possibly. So it's obviously someone that was probably on life support, but you know, they were going to be lining up as many organs as they could for people. So that was a Friday afternoon. Saturday came. Sunday, I even called and like, no, we still don't know. And I'm kind of just writing that one off saying, okay, I don't think this is going to happen. And Monday morning, the third, about five in the morning, I got the call saying, how soon can you be there? And Hmm. said, well, we've got to drop off the kids with a friend, but we can be there around eight o'clock. They're like, then get here by eight o'clock. Nice. So got there. They got me all worked up, got me all prepared. They said the, the, the organs are flying in. I have no idea where they flew in from, but they were scheduled to arrive at 10. And pretty much 10.30, I was under anesthesia for about a seven and a half hour surgery. Wow. 
Now, when you were saying that the, the previous candidates were high risk, what did that mean exactly? They can be a number of different reasons. They can be someone has spent a single night in jail in their entire life and they are automatically listed as high risk. It can be someone who's had any kind of drug use at any point, which which that can make sense. They still run everything through, but because of the types of communal types of diseases that may not show up immediately on tests, if people have had that, they're put into a high risk category. And when I filled out the paperwork for all of for getting listed, ask you if you're willing to accept those or not. For anyone who might ever get in this situation, you might as well say yes, because even if they call, they can give you some information, but not not the details. So they'll say, this is high risk for this reason, but they won't give you details. So they'll say for jail time. You don't know if that's okay. 10 years or one night. Yeah. So because they're still they're still protecting the donor. Sure. And yeah. and it's completely understandable. And you can actually decide at that moment if that particular risk is something you're willing to take or not. Even if you say no, it doesn't change where you are on the list. So as you say, nope, you know, that one just for whatever reason doesn't sound good to me, they move on to the next one on the list and you don't lose your position. So there's really okay. no harm in saying, yes, I'll entertain the idea of, a, of what considers a high-risk organ. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the things they tell you when you get specifically a kidney transplant is kidneys don't take long to kind of start shutting down. They also can take a little while to start back up. So they always warn me that there's the possibility that I'd have to still be on dialysis right after the transplant. Some people all the way up for a couple of weeks before the kidney starts working. I was very blessed. I got an organ that just started right out of the gate. Hmm. So it was already... star organ. (laughs) I really did. It it was already working before I even woke up. So I haven't had to have a single... Single dose of dialysis. The only thing I had to have while I was still in the hospital, and, and I was in for about a week, is I did get one blood transfusion because my anemia was running lower than what they wanted it to be at the time. Yeah. And kidney patients all always have some sort of anemia. That's one of the parts of kidney failure. So they just kind of wanted to give me some some blood to kind of boost that. And it was a one time thing. And ever since then, I've pretty much been good just on my on my rejection meds and nice. coasted through recovery and. As of now, so it's been seven months now, I have no restrictions on any activity, anything that I do. Probably the healthiest I've been before the whole ordeal started, you know, five, five and a half years ago. That's awesome. That's great. That's great news. And then kind of getting back into the soda thing. So here's where things are really odd and, and different and things you don't really expect about transplant. So first, now I have three kidneys. Yeah. You don't take out the other two at all, unless they're actually damaging the body and mine are just failed. So they don't do that. So they don't really? risk anything. Mm-hmm. They don't risk that taking never... out the old organs. Yeah. You would that... never think that, would you? <laughs> wow. That's that bit of information alone is mind blowing. I had no idea. I thought yeah. they replaced your kidney. Yeah. I did you too, would think actually. that. And so your kidneys are kind of midsection towards the back. My new one is actually kind of right in front of almost attached to the pelvis, pretty much right next to the bladder. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, huh. so they hook it up and com- into a, into a completely different place. And again, unless you've got a condition where they where the kidneys are actually damaging your body, which can happen, it's easier for them to plug you into a new place and leave the other ones there. So I've got three, but only one's actually doing anything. The other two are just taking up space. So if someone sucker punches you in the stomach, they could be damaging your new kidney. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's lower. It's it's definitely closer to where my <laughs> pelvis meets my leg. But yeah, that's not it's oh. not something I'll be looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't get into a fight. 
Yeah. yeah stay away yeah. from bars. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Not yeah, something I, try, I tend to worry about. And then the other big thing for me is the diet. When you've got kidney failure, they want you to limit dark sodas. They want you to... Obviously, I had to limit how much I drank. Everything there told to limit salt, limit those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. As soon as I was off, they're like, you need to drink as much as you physically possibly can (laughs) and all the dark soda you can handle. Wow. Um, Wow. Okay. Because when when your kidneys are failing, your phosphorus levels go high and that can attack the bones. Now that I've got one that works, my phosphorus is low. So I actually have a supplement to keep that up. And I had gotten used to not drinking in general because I had been, I had had failure for almost three years. Now I I have to drink as much as I can. And my body had to re-regulate getting used to having a kidney. Mm -hmm. So if I wasn't drinking, I would naturally dehydrate myself because my body wouldn't regulate it. It just kind of let everything pass through. Wow. So do you have to pee all the time? Do you have to take a break right now? (laughs) <laughs> Not now. I did the first. I did the first six weeks or so. I even had to get on conference calls for work, which is pretty much the bulk of my job. There were a couple of times when I said, "Sorry, guys, I got to take a minute." Um, yeah, I just have a little, like, like, like a little, uh, like a little bucket in front of you while you're on your call. And if they, if they hear, what's that? What's that noise? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> keep going. So nothing. Nothing. Keep going. Oh, well, sir, for the first six weeks or so, yeah, yeah. You have to measure it. <laughs> you have to oh, measure how man. much your input and output is. So, so that wouldn't huh. have been too bad, except it would have been embarrassing. My body's regulated. It's reacted. So now I'm pretty much right where any normal person would be. I, oh, good. You know, it's, it's no more, no less than, than what I would notice before. So okay. with the soda, though, because that's a mm-hmm. lot. If they're saying to drink a lot of soda, I understand the phosphorus. But what about all of the other harmful effects of soda? Like, are they worried about how that could harm you in other areas? No. I mean, I still, I still stay away from the sugar-free ones just because I do. But if my phosphorus comes up and, and they don't need to add it with supplements, they may just sit there and say, okay, kind of tail off a little bit on it. They are more concerned about the elements and things that can affect the kidneys or that the kidneys can affect than they are worried about you know, any of the tertiary okay. results of it. Okay. Well, I am so glad that you are finally on the mend. It's kind of like you forgot what healthy felt like. I did. That's yeah, crazy. I did. So, and and I always tried to keep a positive attitude whenever I could. You know, oh, everyone yeah. gets down from time to time. Only the last month, month and a half before I started dialysis, did I actually in my mind realize that I'm bad because mm-hmm. you know I couldn't walk up and down stairs. I couldn't go into a car ride for five minutes without passing out. I was just so tired, so fatigued, so bloated. I mean, my legs. You know, I had gained an extra 30 pounds strictly in water weight that I couldn't get off my body. Yeah. So I, that was when I knew I was actually feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was one, it's a slow process yeah. to feeling bad. And then now that you're right now that you're feeling good, you're like, wow, I was a lot worse than I thought I was yeah. throughout that whole process. And now I can do everything that I want to with the kids. Um, I can be involved in their activities more so than just showing up. It's just nice to be kind of back to how I remember again, long before all this started. You know, it's amazing how much those of us who are healthy, we take for granted what it feels like to feel good because, you know, yeah. I've been through a lot of injuries and other issues too. And I know a lot of other people that have too. And and you, you have the days where you're like, I'm not in pain. You know, my sciatic isn't hurting or I don't have heart palpitation, you know, whatever, whatever issues like we all deal with. And you just go, Oh my gosh, like, we really take for granted 
how good we can feel sometimes. And so, yeah, when you when you have those days where you feel good and you're healthy, you've got to be thankful. I mean, you really do, because it's amazing how how easy it is to get to that point where you're like the new normal is pain. And then you get out right. of it and you're just mm-hmm. like, wow. Well, and then your mind adjusts to that. And so, I mean, I'm sure after Spencer, when you got your transplant, it was just, it was like waking up. Your brain starts to acclimate itself to the daily pain and discomfort and after a while, at least, depending on the, the severity of it. But mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, I kind of can <laughs> imagine. I've, I've been dealing with other stuff recently too, but not like that, not to that level. You know, you go through recovery and that's always difficult because it's a, it's, a ma- it's a major surgery. But it didn't take long that I just kind of forgot what it was like to have to be on dialysis. So, you know, looking back, it was, you know, almost a part-time job. It was about 20 hours out of the week to be, you know, including setup and takedown and, you know, getting hooked up to the machine, then the three and a half hours of actual dialysis, then then holding pressure points on everything like that. It doesn't take long to forget that I didn't have to do that. And all of a sudden you just kind of think, I have a lot more time than I used to. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Dude, I am so glad you're you're feeling better. I'm so glad you're healing. I am really, really thankful that you actually found a kidney and that things are, you know, that that it was like an immediate acceptance too, and it was a healthy kidney and just I mean it's so awesome. So I'm I'm it's <laughs> exciting though, because you know, just a year ago, right when things were starting to get bad, you were still in that bad. And here we are, it's like things are starting to get better, hopefully across the world. And then you're better too. It's like this is really cool. So you're in a new normal. I'm really glad you're sharing the positive. I, I remember saying something once again, go back and listen to episode 210 If you have not listened to it, you know, blue Phoenix shares the entire story of what you were going through, what you were dealing with and that kind of thing you were hoping, but you didn't know. And I mean, it was just no. kind of like, well, it is what it is and we'll see what happens. But you know, little did we know, but I remember saying, you know, well, I can't wait to have you on when you have a victory story. And here we are. There we are. It's so exciting. Well, it took a year. You have extra time. What are you doing with it? What are you nerding out on, man? I've always enjoyed video games, but but more as a casual thing. Mm-hmm. Before the kids were born, I you know I was big on the PlayStation Two and enjoyed a lot of games. And my son sometimes he more plays on the Switch, but they have you know some of the older games that are kind of coming back out. And over Christmas, he got he actually got Final Fantasy Twelve Zodiac Age. So. Nice. I went ahead and was like, you know, I could I could play that, but I'd have to take up his time on that. So I kind of broke out the old version and went ahead and replayed the original th- all the way through and had a lot of fun doing that. And so now I'm kind of looking it back. Let's see some of the old old games from PS2 that I can sit there and play on an emulator and have a little fun t- during my downtimes. That's great. We've been playing a game called Valheim. It's an indie game. It sold more than 3 million in the first week. Somehow it went viral, went crazy. It's an exploration survival type game centered around Norse mythology. Well, I mean, I, I got to be honest, like the thing I love about it the most is that most of those games are typically solo focused and this is a co-op focused game. So it's like it encourages you to play together and sometimes you kind of need to because some of the enemies are really, really hard. You know, you can start servers if you want, host your own servers and then everybody can get on and build things and have a great time together. And it's it has been fun. This last week, we built a a sweet covered boathouse dock for our yeah, Viking it. ships. Yeah. What did you think? Holy is it cow, awesome? You guys have been busy in that game i logged on just <laughs> briefly this weekend just to see what you guys have been doing yeah uh, i wasn't feeling very well over the weekend but i, know, um, man. I logged in just to see and uh, i was in there maybe five minutes and just want, running around and dang you guys have been putting hours into that game building not stuff. really so, actually it's it, what's it funny looks is like it i had this this vision for the boathouse my focus was like a submarine pen 
we started with wood and then we're like, oh, scratch it. Let's use stone. Let's create <laughs> the docks. We actually had to go out and actually dig the channel because uh-huh. it was just a sloped up, you know, onto the underground and all that into the water. That's funny. So we yeah. had to dredge out slash, you know, cut out the channel a little bit so the boats would fit there. And then we had to build the docks in the water, which was really hard, by the way. And then, you know, Johnny pistol shot brought in his roofing expertise and came in and finished it off. And it's, it's beautiful. But then you can build a bonfire. Let's create a lighthouse. And so we took this bonfire, which, by the way, does not go out when it rains. All the other fires do. And so, yeah, when you're cruising around in the water, you can see this giant beacon. It actually looks more like the Lord of the Rings beacons that they light, you know, to send. I didn't even I didn't notice your lighthouse. Oh, it's so awesome. It was fun. I mean, one thing I love about it. And in fact, Captain Hammerpants and I, he and I were just chatting and he's like, you know, it's just fun. It's peaceful. It's relaxing. And we get to do it together. Something I love about that. So I appreciate that. It's not just your typical. Let's just go kill things over and over and over. Right. You know, ad nauseum. It's very similar to Minecraft, but without the ridiculously blocky graphics that I can't stand. So yeah. I actually enjoy this game, uh, and I didn't think I would enjoy something like this. So very laid back survival game. Yeah, you know, very what I would like to term zen. It's in the moment. Yeah, it's a fun way to spend a few hours on the weekend. Yeah, you so. you're right. It is in the moment, and I think that's what I love about it. Is you're in the moment. You're just kind of enjoying right now, which is really important. That's cool, man. You do fight yeah. some things. We've had some various attacks on our what we call our keep our our um great hall essentially because we built up <laughs> on this tall mountain essentially and we've got this beautiful like great lodge that we're transforming into more of a castle keep eventually we've learned now that oh well you know the the attacks get more and more fierce and they hit weak spots and oh we got to build that up and <laughs> it's just a lot of fun things we've tried to figure out but it's a good time WandaVision that just wrapped this last week. So we got to talk about that. So captain, you've not seen it yet, but blue Phoenix, I, I know to. you yeah. loved it and I know Bentastic loved it. And we've got to talk about this because I know you've been nerding out on that blue Phoenix as well yes. as some other TV shows. So first of all, I want to play Bentastic's response to this. By the way, this is all spoiler free. We're not going to go into too much depth here. We just wanted to let you know if you haven't seen the show yet, we want to let you know what our recommendation is. Is it worth the Disney Plus membership or not. Here's Ben's thoughts. Hey, Ben Tastic here with my quick thoughts on WandaVision. I think WandaVision was like the best TV series I've ever seen. Just the unique way that they threw it together in the storyline. I feel sorry for all the people that <laughs> dropped out after the first couple episodes. Definitely something stick with it. Watch the whole season. It's well worth your time. They did some unique things with that show just in the story writing style i would say that i've never seen done before amazing is all i could say i think it's a must watch for anybody that's even remotely a marvel fan amazing series i strongly recommend it for anybody i enjoy similar of that what i was i was a little nervous when it was just i don't watch a lot of the previews i kind of try to stay away from things but even even the pictures that kind of were were advertising the show were kind of made me wonder i'm like am i gonna like this yeah or is this gonna be a little bit kind of too off the deep end for for kind of what i've enjoyed because i've enjoyed getting caught up on on the mcu i know i was a little bit late to joining it and thanks to you guys kind of helping me lean that in the right direction i've absolutely loved all of the movies and and, and enjoyed kind of all of the side shows that i have watched from it but i was nervous about this at first Unlike some of the people that might have checked out after the first two episodes, even though the first two episodes don't give away much of where the story is going, 
I was hooked from the beginning. I loved it. I'm glad they did two episodes the first week to kind of allow you to see both of those and see that there's going to be more happening. You know, I'm I'm a classic TV guy, so I've actually I actually enjoy the fact that it's one episode a week for the most part, and you watch it. I found that we would actually go back and rewatch some of the old episodes mm. and yeah. say, okay, now we see how that kind of fits in and and where they foreshadowed some things that weren't at all clear until you saw things a couple of episodes later. So I loved how you were able to do that and then, you know, wait a week and have that suspense build for the next episode. With the ending, the biggest thing, obviously not spoiling anything at all, was after the second to last episode, I'm just thinking, I mean, I know there are shorter episodes and, and the last one was a little bit longer than normal. I'm like, how are they going to wrap this up yeah. in that little amount of time? And the last episode, I felt, did it perfectly. The whole thing was absolutely amazingly done. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things you said there and a couple things Bentastic said. First of all, I loved the show. I was beyond surprised, pleasantly surprised about it. One of the things you just said was that watching it each week, not being able to binge it was actually really good. And normally I'm like, I would rather just binge a show. Just let me let me watch it when I want. But this is one of those things where having a week in between actually was made, made the show more enjoyable because it just created this suspense and theories and questions and, you know, all this stuff in your mind. And then they still did not disappoint. You know, a lot of times we'll build these things up in our minds and then, you know, you watch the next episode and it's like, Oh, that I kind of let me down, you know, but not with this show. It just kept going no. and you're like, Whoa, okay. I'm surprised. And it's so funny because I was talking to Lord Thunder about this and now he loves I love Lucy stuff like that. Those types of shows. <laughs> and so, you know, his whole thing was that first episode that was based on I love Lucy. And then the second one was based on bewitched. He was just like, I, I'm in heaven right now. Now, granted, the show doesn't stay that way, but it was so cool how they really weaved it all together. And then once you get to, I don't know, was it episode seven or eight or something like that? You're just kind of like, oh, I'm starting to understand how this kind of works. And then eight and nine and ten and all that. Like, well, I guess I only went through nine yeah. But anyway, the series finale just kind of continued to weave it all together and it was just so, so well done. And you start to understand why there's an I love Lucy style episode. So for people like you, I think it was fantastic. You know, I like what he said. I feel sorry for those people who gave up. Those people were like, I'm not watching a show like this. Well, yeah. they, they missed it because there's a reason behind that. And you right. don't know that reason until later in the season, but you kind of got to wait through it and, and see what's going on. But it whole. Oh, yeah, it was exceptionally well done. I was, again, just blown away. I was very surprised how they did it. By the way, you mentioned this Blue Phoenix about how we were talking. You had asked me, this was two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> back in 2018, you were asking me like, what? I've never seen the Marvel movies. What should I watch? You know, I don't have time for all of them, but what do you recommend? Yeah, and I thought I didn't have time for all of them. I ended up watching all of them. <laughs> yeah, which is good. Because I wanted to... It was right as Infinity War was was out, but I wasn't going to see it and, and immediately until I kind of caught up. And I'm like, well, which ones do I need to watch so I'm not lost for Infinity War? Yeah. And I know you guys did that, did that episode about it. And then I got them all chronologically done and yeah. ended up watching them all. Because in, in your discussion, you even had debates. And some would say, well, you kind of need to watch them all. And some says, well, these have the real key parts. And I'm like, well, if there's a debate on it, I might as well take the time and watch them all. So I did. Exactly. But if you want to hear more of our discussion on that, if you've never seen all the movies or you're, you know, trying to catch up or you're you, but you have an interest in it and you want to watch one division, 
strongly recommend you watch some of those key movies first. But if you want to listen to our episode, yeah, it's two and a half years old, but it's still very relevant today. Episode 121, it's called the Marvel Movie Showdown. Listen to that. Definitely catch up on some of those because you will you will need to know, especially the the movies that involved Wanda and Vision mm-hmm. or else you're going to be lost. I mean, completely. So, so good, though. Highly recommended. Here's the other thing I love. It's not a cookie cutter show, which is very refreshing. And here's the other thing. It doesn't have any objectionable content in it. Hmm. If you can believe this, like Hollywood can create amazing content without a mature rating. It can be done. People imagine that. Was there any indication that there would be a season two or was it a one and done thing? It's a one and done. thing. I believe. Yeah, I believe it was always meant to be a one and done thing. And that's what made episode eight into nine. So intriguing and, and i couldn't wait for it because i'm like how are they going to wrap this up yeah. in their 40 to 50 minute time frame and not need it to go on and mm. how they did that was absolutely incredible the characters will obviously be back but i don't expect them to try to carry on this kind of storyline at all no the storyline itself is done mm-hmm. and that is good mm. but it did leave it open for what seemed like could be two additional shows and or stories and like the, I don't believe that the Wanda Maximoff storyline is done at all, but no. the Wanda vision, you know, like story that they did for this particular show is done, but that's as much as we know right now. Cool. Yeah. By the no, way, I'm there a- are some scenes at the end of credits towards the end of this, of the series. So in the beginning of the season, there's nothing, but I think, I don't remember which episode it started it, but there was a couple and then it ended up doing it almost every episode. There was something at the end of the credits or during the credits. So make sure to watch mm-hmm. through them. I have just now re upped my Disney plus subscription. <laughs> so, uh, I've been meaning to do this for weeks now it's done. So I hope you like it, man. Oh, I'm sure I'll like it. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. It's cool. just have, I've just been procrastinating. I've been watching this series on Netflix by Leah Remini. Mm-hmm. She was, she was the main character in King of Queens. She just, she mm-hmm. did this big expose series on Scientology. And it's just fascinating. Uh, and there's like three seasons of it. And I'm watching all three of those seasons. That's cool. Another one that I'm totally nerding out on right now, and I'm very pleasantly surprised about this one too, is Superman and Lois, which is another Arrowverse DC show, CW. You know, Arrow spawned all kinds of things. Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This particular Superman, of course, is Supergirl's cousin, and it's part of that universe. She, He shows up, I think, in the first two episodes of season two of Supergirl. And I loved it, but I actually never really got past season two. In fact, I'm only halfway through season two of Supergirl and I kind of stopped. I just wasn't my wasn't my style. You know, Superman and Lois were both in some of the crossovers with Arrow and stuff in, in recent. And so when this thing first got announced, I was just kind of like, again, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> how many times are we going to reboot Superman? And like, I, I just no, I don't want to watch it. But then I saw the preview and I thought, OK, I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll just try. Well, then I saw the ratings. And it was like 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb. And I was like, um, okay, I'm definitely going to give it a chance. So I watched the first two episodes and I'm not going to lie. The, the pilot blew me away. I was just like, wow, I really liked this. And the second episode was also equally as good. And what was really cool about it is that it was kind of more along the lines of Stargirl, which I absolutely loved the first season and or along the lines of like arrow season. Well, we'll say seasons one and two, and then also flash seasons one and two as well. Like it's well thought out. They're doing a good job. Here's something refreshing too, by the way, it's nice to see strong characters on all sides. 
men and women. It was nice. It was also nice to see a family dynamic that isn't dysfunctional. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is kind of refreshing. You know, there is some family drama, but every functional family has family drama. So that's not entirely sure. out of the picture. But anyway, I loved it. it. exceeded my expectations. And I think one of the biggest things that I was very surprised about is that it did some cool nods to the Christopher Reeves Superman, which was oh, nice. really nice. And it also feels like it's taking Smallville, the TV show, and sort of using that as the, quote, history. Oh, really? I don't know if they're, they're familiar. for sure using Smallville as history, but there's a lot of nods to this is either the history that they're used, like part of the canon, or it's a very, it's a close, I mean, we'll see. I don't know for sure, but it seems like yeah. it. And so I was just like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is really cool. That actually intrigues me because I enjoyed Smallville. I have not been too much into the other Superman or or DC. And, and again, even with Arrow, after yeah. the first couple of seasons, it, it fell off the cliff real fast for me. Season four, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. But it got better. But yeah, I know. Well, you know, and, and I was talking to Spider-Pan and Spider-Pan said that, you know, he liked it, but it wasn't as enjoyable for him because he thought there was a lot of angst in it, a la CW. I didn't see that as much because, you know, I've been watching CW shows for a long time and I've seen a lot more angst than there is in this show, but you know, it's not for everybody. So that's the thing. Some people are going to love this and some people are going to think it's okay. And some people won't like it. It, It's fine. There's an audience for Batwoman, but I have never heard one person yet say that they loved that show. In fact, everyone I've heard from has said that's one of the war. It is the worst CW show they've ever seen. That's what I've heard. I've never watched it. I have no opinion, but somebody loves it because they keep doing it. So that was a show for everyone. The other show that I wanted to mention really quickly was resident alien. And by the way, um, I wanted to reach out, uh, Christopher, you were, you were asking like, Hey, what about some cool shows? You know, I'm over these now I'm done with these. So what's new? So I I was like, perfect timing. I'm so glad we're talking about these. (laughs) This is a different. Chris had recommended resident alien. And I said, I'm going to check it out. We're going to watch it. Finally did. I'm towards the end of episode three. I don't always watch episodes in one sitting just because of time. So, (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same way. It's funny. So that that quote that I used at the beginning of the show is from Resident Alien. It's hilarious. Like it's one of those. It's like this dry humor that will happen and you're just you're like, wow, okay, that totally caught me off guard and you just you're cracking up laughing. Then there's like this weird humor, like almost dark or bizarre humor. You're kind of like, is this funny or I guess it is. It is kind of (laughs) funny. And then there's like these really awkward parts, but it's so well done. It's a great story. You remember Wash from from Firefly, Alan Tudyk. Do I? Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he's he's the main character. And okay, the, cool. the premise behind this is that an alien crash lands on Earth and has to, you know, assume alien form and, you know, live among the humans. That's pretty much what you know. You know how like every show does an intro and it's usually the same exact intro all the time? Yeah. These change every episode. You want to watch it. It's almost like those diagrams. You know, like when you're on a plane and it's got those exit rows and how to yeah, the safety diagrams. Yeah, exactly. It's like that, except it's like it's a diagram on how aliens should act on Earth. And so like (laughs) there's this one where it's got an alien riding a human and it's like an (laughs) X and then it's got an alien riding a horse and it's got like a green check mark. (laughs) It's just like this is so funny. So there's so many and it changes every episode. So just watch it. It's it's really funny. It's on sci fi. So however you can get it through sci fi. I think you can watch it online too. But but I, I will warn you that it is definitely more adult humor at times. So you know it's not a kids show. Just throwing that out. Not a family necessarily show. I mentioned cursed. It's been a few weeks ago and I know I was like, hey, I thought it was kind of cool. It's a cool retelling of Merlin, Nimue, King Arthur, all that. 
it kind of got weird and it kind of went a little downhill and it ended kind of like what? And I'm not sure if there's going to be a second season or not, because if there is, then okay, you know, maybe, maybe it's, let's see what happens. But if there's not going to be a second season, I mean, I'd skip it. I mean, it's okay. As the season went on, they just went into way over the top agendas that became not only, as you like to put it, Tony gratuitous, but also kind of (laughs) insulting. Like seriously, they went there with some of our beloved favorite character, legendary, legendary characters of all time, you know? Uh, so, I mean, it's like, if you really want to watch it, try it out, but I don't know if I'd recommend the show to be completely honest. Okay. So that's my thought, but blue Phoenix, I know you've been watching a couple shows as well. Any, anything you recommend for us to check out one that I've just finished the first two seasons and they're making a third one on Netflix is you. And if you liked Dexter, then I'm sure you're going to love this. It's, oh. it's about, you know, it's about a guy who ends up, stalking people but it's not as creepy as it sounds but you hear his you hear you hear his inner monologue throughout the whole thing so that's kind of where it has the dexter tie to it gotcha yeah it's it's very clever very well done interesting show and then one that was played in the uk in like i think 2006 to 2010 time frame Mm -hmm. it's only 25 total episodes even though they call it four seasons and that was called the it crowd oh yeah and for those who nerd out on anything funny it's hilarious i can we watch those episodes and laugh every single time you know i watch through all of them and then you it's one of those you can just pick out episodes and and still just laugh no matter how many times you've seen them that's awesome all right i'll have to check that one out i'm looking for some good stuff because i i went back and started rewatching the office because uh you know caffeinatrix loves that show and i think she's watched it i don't know 40 times something like that (laughs) and so i was like you know i i've seen the first four or five seasons multiple times, but I think I'd only ever seen seasons six through nine once. And I wanted to go rewatch those because I don't remember a lot of those, but the first few seasons I've kind of had on in the background while I've been gaming and it's been a lot of fun and it's just more than anything. It's just fun to listen and have that joy again, but I need something else like that. That's just lighthearted, funny, makes you laugh and smile. I'll go check it out. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Of course. I appreciate that. One other thing I wanted to share really quickly is just two songs because I like sharing music for those of you people who like music, which I know there, I know, I know you like them. Who doesn't? Well, there are some, but for those of you who listen to music, this is really important because I've got two new songs that just are like, Ooh, I like them. I like them a lot. Um, Alesso and Armin van Buren leave a little love. That's one. And then NF NF went viral, very popular a couple of years ago and all that puts out some really amazing rap style music, but it's, it's incredible. This one's called clouds. I love it. I love his style of music. If you've never checked him out, try it. NF clouds and Alesso Armin van Buren, leave a little love. I'll put those in the TRBS 2021 music Spotify mix. Go check them out. But Hey, blue Phoenix, man, it has been great having you back on it. What's fun is that, you know, we did a full on interview last time, but you got to join us for the fun that is Friday's. Yes, which was cool. We got to hear your story and we got to nerd out on the fun things that we're loving. So I can't wait to hear like more continued amazing updates from you. So yay, standing and I'd love to yeah. come back. Of course, man. And anytime yeah, we want to nerd out on something, you know, let us know. It'd be amazing. Your, we'll do. your story is perfect for the format of our show. So yeah. thank you for sharing it. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's good to have you on. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. When I get really old, I'm going to say the phrase fart in a skillet all the time for absolutely no good reason. 
That way, when people come to my nursing home, they'll always want to see Fart in the Skillet Guy, and I'll finally have my 15 minutes of fame. You know what the music means. Thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, she said crack. <laughs> he, said, he said fart. <laughs> he said skillet. <laughs> skillet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. You can go to the show notes over at realbrianshow.com slash 271 or scroll down on your podcast app. Either way, get in touch with us. Love to hear from you. Have a great week. And The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.